Welcome to the Backyard Chat Podcast, where we equip parents to take in God's Word and live it out in their everyday life. Hey friends, we're back with another episode of the Backyard Chat Podcast. I'm Melissa Harrison. And I'm Melissa number one. And I'm Melissa number two. And we can't wait to chat with you. Today we're talking about God's big story and how we can help our kids be in God's Word and learn God's Word and learn to love God's Word. And one of the sayings that's been around for a long time is, if we want it to be in them, then it needs to be in us. And so we're going to talk about ways that we can help our kids learn to use their Bible, but what it might look like for our teenagers and for us as parents as well. So Melissa, to get started, let's talk a little bit about who in your life was instrumental in helping you learn to study and love God's Word. Well, when I heard you were going to ask that question, I was really trying to rack my brain honest. And I'm sure I have some great family members. My Aunt Pam has always been really instrumental in church and all the things. And she helped me tremendously when I first moved back to Texas with Chloe and just picking up the kids. And mm-hmm. We being all love that, Aunt Pam. <laughs> I know. Everyone needs Aunt Pam. Um, my mom has always been really tenderhearted about church. I don't necessarily remember her like reading her Bible and doing the things that I noticed, but I'm sure that that happened in our house. I just don't have a lot of recollection of that. For me personally, it was more the ladies I did Bible study with when I first came back. I love when you told those stories about how they were there for you and helped you just through that time in your life. I know. I cried every single Bible study. Like, For months and months and months and months. I mean, I just, I couldn't even talk. I just went and it was a couple of older ladies that I knew, my some of my friends' moms that were, you know, still are in the church and some new people. And we had Stephen Ministers at the time. And so she was like, hey, come to Bible study. I'd love to just, you know, love on you a little bit. And I was very disconnected from church. And I remember clearly there was one Bible study and I didn't cry. I could actually participate in the conversation. And they were like so proud of me. <laughs> they were like, well, you didn't cry cry tonight. We all celebrated and laughed and cried. And so it was really sweet. I mean, that's my journey. Like I said, I know it happened when I was younger. I just don't have a lot of recollection of it. It was more the transformative years for me were as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my big, you know, love love for God came from was just starting Bible study. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. a single person. I was the youngest person in there by many, many years. And they all had had their children and they had grandchildren. I was a young single mom and, you know, all new to the mix and they just loved on me and it was really sweet. Church ladies are the best. They are. I mean, they love Jesus and they just love on you and that is so sweet. It's a good story of the power of God's Word Mm -hmm. and our Christian community and Mm -hmm. how we just really are there for each other and it makes a difference. And they knew my grandmother and my grandfather who had already passed away years and years before and so they knew them and they would kind of talk about them in some of their, you know, stories and things and so... I was a hot mess. I'm not going to lie. It was terrible. I I never wanted to go. I had to find childcare. It was hard. It was really hard. But I went and I showed up and eventually it just, my heart changed and it just was nice to hear someone else speak that kind of language because I didn't have that in my everyday life. So it was nice. It's a beautiful yes, thing. It was really cool. And I love, too, that you said, like, you had your family members at at home and you were introduced to it. You had that foundation Mm -hmm. that was there, and 
it's a true testament that God never stops pursuing us. Mm -hmm. And through those hard times, He just is gently calling us back to Him. And you listened to that, and then you came right where you needed to be. And that's, oh, I love that. That's such a great story. For me, I was trying to think about who, and I couldn't think of just one. I remember when I was um, young in preschool, I stayed with my grandmother and my mom's mom. And she and my mom went to Bible study fellowship, and they would take me, and they had little classes for kids. But when we would get home, we'd have lunch, and my Mimi would get in her Bible. She would read it, highlight, and she would always teach me the Bible verse. They must have done it with the kids like we do. I don't know. But I remember learning Genesis 1-1. That was the first Bible verse I ever learned. And Crack I was, it open and let's get yes, started. <laughs> I was so stinking proud. I went and found my mom's Bible, and I wrote in her Bible my name at Genesis 1-1 because mm. I was so proud that I knew that Bible verse. Nice. But my Mimi and my mom, my dad, my pop, they were all so into God's Word, and I always saw them studying and reading and going to classes and teaching classes that it was just a part of who we were. And mm. I didn't really dive in a whole lot for myself into like deep study until I was way older. Like mm. really in college, after Chris and I got married, I went to Bible study fellowship. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. And I sought that out. And that was a lot of hard homework. Yes. I'm like, oh, I don't know if Ooh. I'm cut out for this. And over time, I learned how to develop a hunger for God's Word. And that's something that in a recent Beth Moore thing that I was listening to, she talked about how she got started and how she wanted to know God's Word. And she would pray every time, God, just give me a hunger for your Word. Just give me a hunger. And she would pray for that all the time. And I thought, well, that's genius. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that before I would sit down with my Bible because sometimes I didn't really feel like I had the time or the want to do it. And I would pray that prayer. And I thought, man, the more I did that and the more I was in the Bible, the more I wanted to read more. I wanted to know more. I wanted to study more. I was up for discovering new things. So, And she's really good about pointing out you don't have to have some big, dramatic, tragic thing. You know, you can just start where you start. That's you don't right. have to have some life-changing big event. If you have that desire and God's pressing that on your heart, jump in and start and, and do what's right for you. And little baby steps goes a long way. That's exactly she's right. She's good at, at pointing that out in a lot of her Bible studies. She is. You know, let's talk a little bit about being in the Bible. We visit with a lot of other moms and a lot of dads about how awkward or how intimidating is probably a better word. Why is it so intimidating to start reading the Bible? Well, I think that people tend to just pick it up and read it like a book. And that isn't always the best approach for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um and there's, you know, time. It feels like we just don't have enough time in the day. We have the same amount of time as our family did and our parents and our grandparents and all the people that led the Bible studies that, you know, have always done. We have the same amount of hours in the day. It just feels different, it you know. Does. It feels heavy almost. And if you really can't prioritize that or have a hard time juggling the schedule and the activities and the events, it's hard. I mean, that's kind of why we didn't do that as a young family. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start. I didn't have the resources. And so that can be really intimidating for some people. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. It's intimidating in general. I remember a Bible study years ago, one of the ladies just stopped in the middle of the study and raised her hand. She goes, I have a question and I'm sorry, it's bothering me and I need to ask it. (laughs) And so I'm like, sure, go ahead. And she goes, why do we like pick up the Bible and like flip halfway through it and start somewhere? <laughs> I just don't understand how this is all laid out. Yes. And I thought that's probably in the minds of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm excited about what we're getting ready to do with the kids and going through it in chronological order. But I think that is intimidating. It's a great big book. Yes. And it has a lot of big words. Yes. And if you remember it from being a kid and you're like, I don't even know those big words. Right. And they'd call on me to read and I didn't know how to pronounce <laughs> half of what it was. But it can be very intimidating. Maybe not knowing enough about it because you don't want to start a Bible study and then be like, I have no idea who these people are. I don't know any. So that mm-hmm. might be kind of intimidating also. Like just never never knowing enough information to feel like it's a good place to start. You know what I mean? Like yes, you don't absolutely. show up to a test and not have studied for it. So you don't want to go, you know, jump into something that you're not ready to really do. But I think there's a lot of great resources these days, way better than we had Mm -hmm. years and years ago. And I think we need to give ourselves permission. And so if you're listening, we want to give you permission that you don't need to show up to Bible study knowing a thing, not a single Mm -mm. thing. You don't even have to have a Bible. Just show up. (laughs) Just show up. Just show up. Don't be intimidated. Don't don't let the enemy use that tactic to keep you And that's what that is. He loves to just attack us when we're down and make us feel like we're not good enough. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. What do you think about consistency? Like if we want to be in God's Word often. Why is that hard for us to stay consistent? For me, it's a matter of personal, like a checklist kind of in my head, and I want to finish my checklist. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's not everybody. Um, And I'm not great at it. I'm terrible at reading my Bible consistent. That's why I like to do other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to have other ways that I can do that daily or weekly or whatever, you know, it is. Sometimes just finding the right time to do it can be hard for consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about some people may get up early in the morning and do it. Well, that might not work in your home. You know, some people may be, I think on my podcast, the last time I talked about, I do it on my lunch break. You know, that's quiet Mm -hmm. for me. My work is quiet. I don't have a lot of interruptions. And so my lunch break, I'm usually kind of by myself and having lunch, and that's when I can do something. I'm in the evenings, you know, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I just want to veg out. I want to watch Netflix or, you know, whatever. And so finding the right consistency can be hard. But again, give yourself some grace, and it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can ebb and flow. And I think that's just what the main thing is. You're always going to feel like it's not enough, and anything is better than nothing. I agree. So let's talk a little bit about parents. And if we start with us, and we talk about some ways that will help you find a rhythm in your daily routine and in your home to be in God's Word. What are some things that you do personally, even if it's not reading your Bible, like how is it that you are absorbing the Word throughout the week? Well, I try and follow along with the kids program that we do here. Whatever they're talking about, my lessons I'm preparing for that, I try to really focus on that when it's my week to teach. I wish I got the lessons all the time so that I would, you know, have the kid version of it all because that's just as good as any other version. And it's the Bible. I mean, it it's sure just, is. You know, kind of more friendly for kids to learn and and be able to talk about. I always love a Bible study. The one we did in the summer was great. We're looking forward to doing another one soon. I had to confess, honestly, I'm a Bible Project dropout. Like, I tried. I this too. was the year that I... You did too? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel so much better yes. then. <laughs> I started it, and I just never could I keep could up. I could not and, keep yes. up. And I, I even, loved it. I did too. And I and I had it on my Kindle because I thought, well, I don't want that big old book. I'm just going to do my mm-hmm. Kindle. And then I have my Bible app that I could, you know, it's going to be digital. I think that's going to work great for me. I was terrible at it. By spring break, I was like, this is awful. So I haven't picked it back up. And I was 
kind of sad, but then I'm like, okay, Melissa, you're going to be fine. Figure out something else that works That's for right. you. <laughs> That's right. So I love being with Bible. other people and studying too. And so yes. once we started those, then I didn't have enough time to I do know. all the things I and know. prepare because I'm in the Word a lot, getting yes. ready for what we do here. And so I'm like, whoa, I was like on Bible overload. Yes, and so it was much. starting to become a chore yes, instead yeah. of really fulfilling. And then when I got behind, I was like, okay, if I do three days today for the rest of the month, then I might can be. Yes. It was just, it was dumb mind tricks and it didn't work and I felt too much pressure and it wasn't for me. Um, I did find a Bible. It was called the Daily Walk Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom gave it to me for Christmas last year and it's a, it's a Bible Bible, but it's dated. So I thought, oh, well, I can just pick up right now and scroll to the day today, and then I can just pick up, because with the Bible Project, it was like day one, day four. I didn't know what day I was on. I was so far behind. I didn't know where to pick up. And I do like the hard Bible, like an actual Bible in my hand better than the digital. So I have come back to that daily reading with that specific Bible, which I didn't know there was a thing yeah, that was cool. dated like that. So that. And there's not like a comma 2022, so you can read it. Like, I can start now and finish next year. It doesn't have to be like, mm-hmm. you know. No, so. that's super good. Um, do you ever use the Bible app where they have their reading plans? I don't. Um, I turn off all notifications on my phone. And so that kind of thing, I don't enjoy going. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have my phone out for that. That doesn't work for me personally, mm-hmm. but it's great. It works yes. for my daughter. There's she really likes it. There's a lot of people that um, do the Bible reading plans in their app, and like I'm friends with several of them, and there's a lot of men that do that. Oh, really? And they scroll through, and there there are reading plans for anything you can think of. Like if you're struggling with frustration or anger, there's lots of reading plans for that. If you're sad, if you're grieving, if you're oh. on top of the world, if you know, you're having financial struggles, if you're just anything you can imagine and there's reading plans for it. And so you go through it each and every day and it gives you a scripture to read, a little devotional about mm-hmm. it, and then more scripture that you can dive into to go deeper. You can share it with friends. You can pull out, like you can copy things out of there. You can bookmark it. You can create graphics out of it. Oh, if that's you want. cool. I know, it's so cool. And so that leads me into the teenagers. That is a great way yeah. for your teenagers to be in it and because they are on their phones all the time. And it's a great way for them to be in it. And if you start it like at 3.30 in the afternoon, the next day at 3.30, it will prompt you to do that over. So it finds your time that you're Mm -hmm. on your phone and your device. Oh, that was Just to prompt you to say, hey, day two available now. And Mm -hmm. you can read through it. I was surprised. Taylor was talking the other day, my oldest, and he was talking about a song that they wanted to do with a youth band. And he said, yeah, and I love that song because, you know, it talks about God's love. And if that's what we're going to talk about, we can do that. That one. And I said, oh, I love that. He goes, yeah, I read it. And he went into all this detail about how he'd read it. And I said, where'd you read that? He goes, oh, well, I'm doing Phil Wickham's Bible reading plan Mm -hmm. on the app. And I thought, well, that's really cool. Like, that's really (laughs) cool that he did that on his own and was going through that. So encourage your teenagers to do that. Maybe if they're struggling with something, you can just send them a link and just say, hey, I found these scriptures and I thought it might help. That's all you got to say. And they may pick it up and do it on their own. So that's a great way. Teenagers are tricky because they have homework already. And if we're not careful, the Bible reading can seem like homework. Right, right. And we don't want it to feel like that for them at all. But they can do Bible studies too. There's no reason that, you know, it has to be through a church or through a youth group or get your friends together and start your own Bible study and Mm -hmm. what works for you and your friends. And there's lots of, you know, ways that we can help point kids to that also and give some resources if that's something that parents 
parents want to do and help their kids. Open up your home. Let the kids come in and feed them ice cream and, you know, whatever, and just let them come and be together and in God's Word because that's powerful. They do love that. Remember we did that with those middle Uh school kids, and they would have big questions, and I loved it when you told the one little boy, you were like, well, go look it up. I did. next week. Because I didn't know know. it. I was like, that was a bro move right there. But it was cool because he did. He brought it back the next week and had research, and the kids were listening in so intently because they wanted to know what he found out. Mm -hmm. I love that our seniors are in a Bible study group together, and they do some really deep ones. I know. It's outside of what the church offers. It's just something they want to do and keep doing, and it's special. The kids have a hunger for it, too, Mm -hmm. um, but we have to introduce it to them. And so find encouraging ways to do it with your teenager. I loved how last time how we were talking about praying over our children and praying for our children and actually letting our kids know. You may not be praying in front of them, but letting them know when they have conversations hey, I've been praying this for you, and look, it actually happened. And just creating some vocabulary that's natural and not so awkward Mm -hmm. and give them the opportunity to come to you and say, hey, I think I might want to do this. Can you help me? And reach out. I mean, we'll help you too. We'll help you find some resources. That's right. This is really about finding a rhythm in your home that works for you and for your kids and your teenagers. We're going to give you a lot of things to think about, but don't feel like you have to do them all. We no. don't do all of these things. Heavens Just no. It's or, way too much. One or two. For kids, there are little bitty preschooler kids, and to me, they're the <laughs> easiest because they love, love, love stories. Yes. And when you make a Bible story part of your bedtime routine— It is so special. Those are moments that I wish I could hold on to forever with my boys. I loved reading them Bible stories and getting all into it and high-fiving each other Mm -hmm. when God did something good in that story. I know. I love it. On my Facebook memories a couple weeks ago, Taylor had said when he was four, can I please have one more story? I love, love, love the Bible. And I'm like, oh. You can't say no to that. I know. And now he's 17. I can't go in there and do that with him. So (laughs) I mean, you could. (laughs) You could. (laughs) Make the most of bedtime. Read those stories with your kids and pray with your kids, your little ones at night. There's also another great resource for preschoolers called Minnow. It's M-I-N-N-O. And it is a online tool that if you're going to let your kids watch something, you really want them to be putting in some good stuff. The world has some crazy cartoons out there that are full of all kinds of things that you may not want to expose your kids to. It's the writer of VeggieTales. He has some VeggieTales on there and what's in the Bible, and they have all sorts of things. It is a subscription. Mm -hmm. I think it's around $7 a month. But that's a great way that... If you want your kids to have some tablet time and you're Mm -hmm. giving them an hour, man, that hour a day, you could be filling them up with God's Word. You could. Yes. And who doesn't love VeggieTales? Do they even still have that anymore? They do, but I'm so out of that world. Oh, me too. We still have the videos. And when I have Charlie and Owen, sometimes they'll come over and we'll play like old DVDs. I'm like, what in the heck is this? Hey, it's a great way to hear a Bible story. I know. And I used to have the CDs. Did you have the CD, the music in the car? Oh, yeah, we sure did. I mean, like that was all we listened to was VeggieTales going down the street. I could probably play that over and over and over. And my kids still sing it. They still remember it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's catchy and it helps them remember it. And I don't remember that being like, a Christian kind of show, but it was like, be nice to your neighbor. You know, it kind of was overview. And so that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. that they have that Minnow program now. So, and I've heard about it on Raising Boys and Girls podcast, and I think it's great. It's a great resource. Mm -hmm. So if you have preschoolers, that's a great one to check out. The other thing is too, that's such an easy thing to do is if your kids are going to church, they're learning things. And if you stay engaged with what they're learning, you are saying it in a different way than they've already heard it. And that's what makes it start to stick for kids.
kids, the repetition, and to hear it in a different way. They're like, hey, I heard that at church, or we learned that. The Bible memory verses, that's Mm -hmm. such an easy way for kids to know God's Word before they can sit down and read Bible stories or read from the Bible. They'll memorize those verses, and you'll be surprised at what your preschoolers can really retain. And the cool thing about Bible verses is they stay in your heart forever, and the Holy Spirit brings them to mind, and then they recall them and they're like, man, I didn't even know. Like Mm -hmm. even as an adult, when you hear the pastor start saying a scripture and you can finish it in your mind, you're like, whoa, I didn't even remember. Like I couldn't tell you where it was in the Bible, but God's word just stays in your heart. And I think that's so special. And we've had some young kids, even at at our church, that their parents weren't necessarily, you know, really churched as a young adult and their kids are now and they go home and they want to talk to their families about it. And it really has allowed the parents to just have a jump off point with their students and their own kids so that they can just start to where the students are. Just go home and talk about it. Ask your kids what they're doing. And that's a great place to just start. If you don't know where to start, do it with them. I agree. And as your kids get older, they can read um, for themselves. It is so incredibly important. I I guess I'm going to say it's really important for them to understand that God's word is for them and that they can go seek it for themselves. And so, you know, in our church, we give Bibles to third graders because we feel that's a year when they're really ready Mm -hmm. to read and retain and understand it and have a hunger for it. And they are so excited when they get a real Bible Mm -hmm. that's for them. And so that's an easy way for you to start helping kids be in their Bible when they come home. Help them look up what the scripture is going to be for Sunday. Or if you're sitting in church, look it up before the pastor preaches. There's all kinds of ways to help your kids to look things up. Share with them what you're reading. Like, hey, I was reading in in the book of John, and this is what I found. Let's look it up together. Check it out. See if your Bible says the same Same thing. thing. They're like, what? Mine says the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all an adventure, and they're all in discovery mode. And so just to help them discover what that looks like. And we didn't have Bibles for younger kids. So I just found my confirmation Bible that I was presented with when I went through confirmation. It is just a Bible. You know, it doesn't have the pictures. It doesn't have the descriptions. It doesn't tell you what the book is about, you know, in the front. And I mean, it's come a long way. So Mm -hmm. I can see why when we were younger, maybe it was harder to open up a Bible. It did feel like homework, you Mm -hmm. know, and now there's graphics and there's images and there's all these fun Bibles. Go to the bookstore and buy a Bible, order it online, you know, find the tools that work for you. Because my Bible definitely looked different when I was in confirmation Mm -hmm. than what my kids got. And we teach the kids too how to look up things in the back so that they can find Bible verses. And Mm -hmm. when we were in the quarantine period, of COVID and Mason said, well, I would like to do the video. I want to show all the kids yes, what I found I in my that. Bible. And <laughs> he said, it's this thing. It's all about your emotions. And if you're feeling like this, there's a there's a scripture for that. And so I'm telling you, when the kids discover it for themselves, mm-hmm. it's a whole new world. And as parents, it really is our responsibility to set them up for that, which is why I'm so excited about this new thing that we've got here at our church. And if you're listening and you don't go to church with us, this is a great way for you to plug in. It's called the Parent Q app. And in that app, you can sync it with our church, or you don't have to if you don't go to church here, but it will walk you through each week and show you what we're learning about at church. It will show you the Bible story video. It will give you devotionals that your kids can do at home. And it will give you like prompts to talk about things at bedtime, 
at mealtime, when you're driving in the car, and it's on your phone. Like, how easy it's is so that? It's so convenient. Yes. I feel like we're just like in your ear all the time. If we're, in your, if we're in the palm <laughs> of your hand, then we're in your ear, and you'll never have to go, I wonder what we're talking about, or I wonder what we missed because we had something on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It will always be right in front of you. Okay, so tell me what we're doing this year for CBG Kids. What are we starting? Okay, I'm so excited because we are actually going to walk through the Bible in chronological order starting in August all the way through May. So for the entire school year, we're going to start in Genesis and we're going to go through, we're calling it God's epic love story. And we're hoping that kids will discover more about God's big story and how they're a part of God's big story and how God had the perfect plan to rescue us and how His love for us is woven into all the stories of the Bible. I'm super excited because I think even for adults, as we do that with the parents in our worship service, that they're going to walk through it with us. And it's a whole experience for the family to talk about. And so I'm looking forward to see how God's going to move through Mm -hmm. this project. We're going to highlight, make our own timeline with the kids. So they're going to see how they've been through it. They're getting special bookmarks. Like it's going to be a whole thing. A real intentional focus on being in the Bible. So and this is a great time to start reading. If you haven't been reading and don't know where to start, start with your kids. Here we go. We're going right. to do it all together. The whole church, the whole community, we're going to do it together. Let's talk a little bit about the rhythm, the things that we do day in and day out to help our kids experience God's Word. We've given you a lot of things to think through, a lot of resources to Mm -hmm. tap into, but it can still seem overwhelming. Like we started saying this is intimidating and overwhelming, and now we've listed off 100,000 things. Right? Can we just commit like... Maybe all of us that are talking and listening today that just commit to do one thing, Mm -hmm. to be in God's Word for ourselves and one thing for our kids or teenagers. I think that's great. What's one thing you think you might start? I am going to read my Bible every day. I am going to commit again. (laughs) I'm a Bible reader dropout, so I'm going to commit again. It's going to happen. I just know it. It's going to happen. That's cool. I'm going to follow through with it. I think for me, I'm going to, I, I love to be in God's Word and I love to read it, but I think for me with my kids, as they're getting older, it's getting more difficult. It's yes. not as easy when they're little. And so with Mason starting junior high, to help him not lose his excitement about mm-hmm. it, I've got to find some creative ways. And I think I'm going to start with a Bible reading plan Okay. Um, and those apps and like share a plan with him. We did that through COVID and he seemed to enjoy it okay. and we just kind of got away from it. So I think that's the thing that mm-hmm. we're going to add back in. And then with Taylor, I tried to friend him on the Bible app and he was like, bro, I don't want you to know what I'm reading. <laughs> Which is weird. I think he's just awkward about it. But I'm just going to ask him, hey, what app are you or what plan are you reading from the app this week? And just just to keep that conversation going. Right. You're right. And maybe you do a plan and then you can say, hey, I was reading this. What are you doing? You know, and you can share what you're learning about through those same Bible app and or just go find the plan he's doing and then read it and then you can know what to to start your conversation. That's true. Be a creeper. It's okay. You're the parent. You That's can do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think too, if you have your kid doing something like one time when Taylor started a study, he was in junior high and I wanted to know if he was doing, I was cleaning his room and I saw it on his nightstand and it impressed me that like the Bible study booklet was in his Bible. And I thought, well, is he reading his Bible? And I was all excited. And so I decided that I looked up the next 
last week and I went and put money oh. in that spot in his Bible nice. to see like, when's he going to find this? Mm-hmm. And so he came out, he's like, bro, I found $20 in here. And I said, I know I put that there. I was just curious if you were doing your Bible study and I wanted you to know that I saw that. And oh. I thought that was pretty cool. And he was like, That's I've never done idea. it again, but that was kind of a fun incentive yeah. just for him to find it and go, oh, that is cool. Mm-hmm. Like you just affirm what they're doing. Yes. It's just that. kind of a silly thing. Hey, let's end with something fun. Okay. What is one Bible, I don't know, like maybe an accessory or something fun that is kind of silly, but you're like, I want to have that because it'll make read my Bible so much more fun. Well, I told you I'm a dropout Bible reader, so I don't really have something fun. Maybe that's why I keep forgetting to do it. Maybe I don't have something fun for me, but I do love a good Bible marker. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. I have one that is a little, it looks like a candy cane and it, like you put it in you know wherever you are in the bible and then it sticks out and has a little cute little charm oh, on yeah. it so it's not flat it's kind of three you know it's a mm-hmm. metal kind of thing and i do when i pick it up i'm like oh my beautiful bible marker so yeah, that's, that's fun so for me i don't just open it up and you know have something ugly looking back at me mm-hmm. but i know you do some fun things in your I bible know. i love it i love washi tape mm-hmm. it's like tape that can come off and on and it doesn't tear the page but i like to use it to mark stuff and i like to write on sticky notes because sometimes i have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that i want to write or i've learned in a bible study and then i'll put what bible study it was so oh. if i ever wanted to go back and like read more then i've got that note and they're like oh that was when we did the galatians yes. study because i took some good notes on did that you? one mm-hmm. well Speaking of sticky notes, my daughter found some clear sticky notes. Have you seen those? No. Okay, they're clear. So when you write on them, you can still see what's underneath it. They're not like ugly colors or, you know, whatever. They're literally clear and they have a sticky piece across the top. And so she's using those to take notes in her classes this year. That's so I'll cool. get you some. That might be fun I know, for your Bible. That's super and maybe fun. if I don't like to write in my Bible, it makes me a little nervous. I don't know why. I just cannot. I cannot do it. I just cannot. And then we have some friends at church that journal in their Bibles mm-hmm. and do all the beautiful things. I cannot do that. Yeah, I don't do anything beautiful. No. Mine's just notes. No. But I didn't used to write in my Bible, but when we lost my dad and we were opening up his Bibles mm. when we were planning for his service and to see his handwriting <gasps> oh. at the things that he wrote in there, yeah. it was such a treasure. And I thought, what a gift for your kids one day that they see your thoughts and your heart and your faith come alive on the pages. It was so special. And I do like to get out. My dad, I gave him the message version of the Mm -hmm. Bible years ago. And my mom let me have it, and he's got notes in there. When I see it, I'm like, oh, oh. man, I love that. I okay, know. so keep writing in your Bible. Yes, write in your Bible. Yes, for maybe sake. I'll start. I know, that's you so cool. Makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have like little special prayers in there too, and I cover them on a piece of cardstock, and so they lift up in the prayers underneath oh, of there. You so do. I know one day my kids are gonna go, oh my gosh, my mom <laughs> totally prayed for you know this. I must have been a punk at that age. I don't know, but they'll see them, and I just hope it's a treasure to them one day. I'm sure it will be. Well, our next podcast, we are talking about trust Mm -hmm. and daring to trust. And we're going to take a little spin on trust and talk about what it might look like to trust other people and their intentions. And we're going to do that with the Enneagram. And I'm I, so excited. I know you are. That's I'm why so I paused because you love the Enneagram. I and, do. Um, we're going to bring in a special guest that has done some serious research on the Enneagram. So stay tuned for that because you're going to want to know. If you don't know what the Enneagram is yet, you will. You will, and you will be all in and want to know so much more about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great.
If you don't want to miss a single episode of the Backyard Chat Podcast, be sure to follow the show in the Apple Podcast app by clicking the three dots in the top right corner of your screen. And if you're feeling really adventurous, click on the arrow to share with all your friends. We hope that you will join us again. We We can't can't wait wait to to chat chat with with you. you.